Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back to Today's Issues. Well, not welcome back, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening to AFR. Uh, this is Monday, May the 16th. I'm Tim Wildman, and uh, this is Today's Issues, the name of the program. Ed Vitagliano joins me. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Ed and Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. And we thank you folks for listening. Uh, if you want to join us on the internet, go to uh, YouTube or Facebook and just type in Today's Issues, Today's Issues, and we live video stream the show there. On our Facebook page, we do post the stories that we talk about here, so you can read them for yourself, and uh, so that's available Tim, I, to you. Yes, I, I can't. I can't pretend. Any I said. Longer? I said. I said good morning, and my team. The, we were talking hockey before the show. You were came on the Bruins. Yeah, ad nauseum. <laughs> yeah, the Bruins. My team got knocked out of the playoffs. Yes. So I, I don't feel like I can pretend. That, you know, that, oh, that you're in halfway a good mood. Yes, this morning and uh, it's just, it's dour. It's it, it was a bitter weekend. Yes, I understand. Yeah, and Fred's team, Toronto, they were doing so well against the Stanley Cup champions from last year, Tampa. Yeah. So Tim, Tim, for our listeners, Tim and our producer Brent Creeley, as as uh, Fred and I talked for five minutes nonstop about before the hockey show before started. The show, yeah, they just finally Tim and. And Brent just looked Brent. at each other and said, so would you do this weekend? Just <laughs> totally bored. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, I did get a little, little the, hitting a little white ball around. <clears throat> well, that's and fun, too. That's relative. Is it, though, Fred? <laughs> that's relative. <laughs> Is Trust it really? Me. I'm just me. trying to make you feel Trust good. Trust me, I was <laughs> cruising along after nine holes yesterday and then the proverbial wheels came off oh, and uh okay by hole 17 i told somebody i'm ready to go home <laughs> i don't even want to finish this it's miserable uh all right so we hope you had a good weekend everybody sadly uh the big news over the weekend was the tragedy that took place in buffalo new york fred yeah and, and i mean you can't make sense of these things it's just it's shocking every time when these mass shootings occur. It was at a supermarket in Buffalo, and uh, 10 people uh, killed in this. Uh, a young man, Peyton Kendron is his name, just 18 years old, traveled 200 miles uh, from his home in, uh, in Conklin, I believe it is, New York. And now we know more of his background this man was on the police radar back, uh, I think it was about uh, a year or so ago, when he issued a threat against his own high school. And he was taken into custody at that time. He spent some time in a hospital. So he is headed in his mind for some time, the idea of a mass shooting. There appears to be no question that racism was his motivation in this because Apparently, he has been planning this, the authorities now believe, for many months. The shooting that took place at a supermarket, apparently frequented more, uh, mostly by black Americans, although there were, I believe, two white people also uh, wounded in this. 
So, uh, again, you shake your head as to why. Uh, they're looking at social media posts. Uh, apparently, he was of a belief that there is a policy out there uh, that uh, the government of America wants to replace white people with people with brown skin, and this contributed to his motivation. Obviously, multiple murder charges. He is going to be charged with a hate crime. The White House was very quick uh, to respond to this. So a horrible tragedy. He is in custody, and we'll see where it goes from there. Well, and this uh, this young man also did a kind of like a he, he like a trial run. Yeah, he cased the joint, pretending to be a homeless individual, so he could see the layout of the store. You know, I've, I've given this some thought over the weekend. Uh, you know, we have said this before. You know, politicians on both sides will tr- sometimes try to turn an event like this into something that can be used politically. On, Most of on, the time it's the Democrats. Yes. On the left, they're going to say something about uh, gun control. On the right, although you don't hear this as much, they used to say something about violent violence on TV or violent video games. The fact of the matter is, uh, and, you know, those kinds of debates will continue forever, um, but the fact of the matter is sometimes people are evil or they, as the Bible describes, Satan is able to fill their hearts and their minds with twisted thinking. Yeah. And and you this is a 18-year-old young man. His life is over too. Yes. Obviously this is some dark deception fell on this young man to throw his life away and then to kill all these people in cold blood. Um you know, it's premeditated. Um I don't well, know what else you can say except that the devil filled this young guy's heart and yeah. there's no political solution to that. It also, it almost happened uh, also in Southern California yesterday. Yes. Fred, uh, we had a, uh, a, uh, a, a shooting at a, ch- at a Presbyterian church, right? Yes. Yes. It was, uh, it was called, uh, Geneva Presbyterian church, uh, mostly, uh, Americans of Taiwanese descent and a gunman went in, uh, they've identified him as a 60 year old Asian man. He went in open fire, and uh, there were uh, one person killed in in that. What happened in there, there was somebody, this was around 1.30 in the afternoon at this church, so the main service was over. They were going to have a fellowship after the morning service, and uh, there was a, a man in the back, I think, preparing the food, and he saw the initial shots being fired, called 911. Fortunately, the police came quickly. But the pastor of the church is the hero in this. At some point in the altercation, he hit this shooter over the head with a chair. And then some of the other members of the congregation grabbed some, I think it was some extension cords, right. and they, they tied him up. Uh, so uh, the congregation acted quickly. We do not know the motivation uh, that was involved with this, but it could have been much worse. Uh, tragic that one mm-hmm. person was killed, but it could have been much worse. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the man who was killed um, was a uh, was it like an off duty police officer or something. He was security, or uh, I, I thought I remember reading that. I think that was Maybe, the Buffalo. Was that is the Buffalo thing? Buffalo okay. story. Yeah. So so we we've reached a point of spiritual breakdown, spiritual and moral breakdown mm-hmm. in our country 
where everyone has to think about having security guards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this I is, know. it's just, it's just a, a lot of people are wound up tight, yeah. very angry. <sighs> and, um, the, I, I, I'm not saying that these things have never happened before in our history, because if you, if you read, there have been a lot of mass shootings in our country's history. I remember reading after one of the many we've had over the last five years, and I thought, wow, I didn't realize we had so many mass murders like this. In a our, lot of school in shootings. Our country. Uh, school shootings as well. Uh, another place this happened over the weekend was Milwaukee. Uh, it didn't get as much attention mm-hmm. as uh, the Buffalo situation because i don't know that anyone died but they were having the milwaukee bucks playoff game yes nba yeah and outside the arena i guess after the game uh just uh like the wild there was a there was a gunfight and uh 21 people injured yes 21 people injured as a result that could have been a mass murder right Right. there Mm-hmm. I don't know what the situation was. If it was gangs, maybe you was know. Was that in Boston or was that at, at Milwaukee? In Milwaukee, in Milwaukee, in Milwaukee. So you had thousands of people leaving the arena after the uh, playoff game, NBA playoff game, and then uh, is this what my understanding is? And then shooting rang out uh, all over the place. Yeah, I remember re- reading over the weekend. It was a gunfight. Is that Mo- what it was? Multiple people firing weapons. Yeah. yeah, and like you said, it could easily have been. You know, children killed. I mean, this is what happens yeah. in drive-by shootings. And Well, let me just also say this. I've said it before, and I don't mean this to sound like uh, some kind of an insensitive remark to the to the things we've mentioned here, the three three shootings that, that, that made national news, according to the Buffalo one, leading the, uh, the news cycle. But when you live in a country of 330 million people, mm-hmm. you're going to have some nut jobs, mm-hmm. okay, uh, that are motivated by racism or motivated by, uh, you know, they, greed or money. They want to rob somebody or they're involved in uh, gangs, gang, like in, it appears in Milwaukee. It's Every weekend in Chicago, you know, they make news uh, because of the shootings and the killings in Chicago between gangs or between, uh, you know. So it's it's a, as you said, Ed, it's a, a, there's a lot of evil in the world. And uh, sin is in the heart of every man. Yes. So says the Bible. So uh, it's a... Uh, it just and we live in a free and open society, which we wouldn't want it any other way. We don't live in a police state where guns are banned. We have a Second Amendment, uh, <clears throat> and so uh, it, it's just these things happen. Because again, I don't mean to sound callous, and but I don't know that you can necessarily you, you you can't you can't stop everybody from doing uh, you know things like this. They, they're going to happen from time to time. It's just well, and a, th- very, very a thousand tragic. a thousand years ago, you had you know tribes sweeping through Europe and wiping out entire cities. Yes. Well, what I guess to to your point, there's all there is always going to be evil in the hearts of men, and by that I mean mankind, men and women. Um, so you're never in this in this life, you're never going to escape that evil. And so it's it's not our it's not an entire city where, where all the men are killed 
and the women and children I, are taken. I, I just hope that Biden today and uh, his press secretary uh, and the Democrats, I, I hope that they don't try to turn this Buffalo shooting in to, to, to escalate it into a racial. But, uh, they, but they will. Well, that, the Buffalo mayor's already oh, been talking about Buffalo mayor. A couple of things going on on that front, and I'm glad you brought that up, Tim. Uh, the governor of New York yesterday, Kathy Hochul, right away she's saying we have to crack down on social media. Because, because Well, she was upset because they were live streaming the shooting, right? Well, live streaming the shooting, but also that the young man who's been arrested posted things on social media. Now, what? that's wrong. P- posted what? Po- posted intentions and his his dislike. Yeah. I'll put it this way. His dislike his of immigration. And, right. he, he, he believed in this replacement theory that's being put out there. Okay. Uh, that... That white people are worried about their powers being taken over by people with brown okay. skin. All right. So, up front, you would agree with her, but you always suspect when Democrats start talking this way, they want to redefine what hate speech is. In other words, are they going to take anybody who is concerned about illegal immigration and fold them into this? That's what happens. That's what Democrats do. The other thing that people are watching people like Steve Hilton at Fox, he's a commentator at Fox. We had all these shootings in New York, mostly Asian people being killed. But it, what, what the media doesn't mention is the skin color of the shooters sometimes if it's a black person do, doing the shooting. And it's the double standard in well, the media coverage. But you had, as I'm, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm going to wait and see. I, I, I know where these these liberal uh, politicians, their go-to message yes. is where what you would typically expect. But um, you know, listen. Uh, as I said here, I, I hope they don't politicize this. Yeah, I, I, and I believe I'm calling uh, things as they are. Mm-hmm. You know, and this fella here, this 18-year-old kid in uh, in uh, Buffalo, evidently was motivated by racial animus towards. Yes. Non-whites. Yes. I mean, that seems obvious, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's that's, that's say that happened and condemn it. Yes. Right. But at the same time, don't give that special treatment over what happened in Wisconsin, where you had a black fella motivated by racial animus mm-hmm. mow down a lot of people with the autumn. With the, killed six with the people. Co- killed six people and went through that Christmas parade. Mm-hmm. That was horrible, too. Mm-hmm. You had the uh, su- the you had the uh, bomber on the subway in not the bomber the shooter yes on the subway what a month ago New York in New York City uh, targeting people indiscriminately evidently just because he was he was mentally ill or something he happened to be a black fella I don't think that was relevant the skin color to what he did which was horrible and he's in trouble he's been labeled a terrorist uh so. We, we we call things what they are, and if there's evidence to support a racial dynamic, then you just say, "Well, there is." But that doesn't. But uh, but but what what you what Democrats sometimes try to do, and I mean, maybe you can find examples, Ed, as you said, on the Republican side, where Republicans try to exploit tragedies. But 
What I don't want to hear today from the White House is that this this is worse than any of these other tragedies that I've just mentioned because it was done by an 18-year-old white guy. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I, I don't want that's when you start politicizing things and uh it's it, it's grotesque quite frankly and I hope we don't see that because uh now, I'm waiting to see, is Biden going to announce that flags will be flown at half-mast across America? Because he didn't do that for the victims in Wisconsin. Yeah. You see what I'm saying here? Right. I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold out hope that this will be, uh, yes, the White House should condemn this, and they should speak of this today, but you don't need to politicize this and try to racially divide people uh, in our country over, over tragedies is and what that's, I'm saying. And that's why we're going to be watching and listening very closely. Uh, President Biden is going to go to Buffalo tomorrow. That's fine, but why didn't he go to Wisconsin? Right. People uh, are, that's fine. Pr- the president should do that. Hmm. He needs to go in and show that the nation mourns with the people of Buffalo because this was a, a tragedy that made national news. The, uh, that, that's appropriate. Hmm. But, but, but why didn't you go to Wisconsin? Yeah. Uh, well, huh? I, I, think, I think it's because... And again, it's good that you said we're going to hold out hope. But I think that the reason he's going to Buffalo and didn't go to Wisconsin is because these kinds of things are almost always politicized by the left. And by politicized, what what, what I mean by that, I think what we all mean by it is you say, okay, it was a young 18-year-old white guy, this Peyton Gendron in Buffalo. He He had hatred in his heart for people of color. He went and committed this murder. That means this, and yeah. that's that's what gets that's what gets my blood going. Is the Democrats will say what that means is white supremacy, blacks are victimized. In Wisconsin, it was a black man driving a vehicle through basically a white parade. That doesn't mean anything because it doesn't fit the narrative. Well, then you're not being fair. Absolutely, absolutely right. Because they're political, they're using it for political gain and that's horrifying yeah. well yeah i'm gonna wait and see bad. i'm gonna wait and see i think this is what we all might suspect mm-hmm. is gonna happen i hope it doesn't uh but but we'll, we'll see what, what happens there uh you're listening to today's issues on american family radio you know what if we had had 10 people killed in that presbyterian church out there in california we don't again we don't know what the motivation was from the 60 no. year old that's rare mm-hmm you hear of a 60-year-old committing the... Well, and it was an apparently an Asian man shooting other Asians. So does that not matter? Because it doesn't fit the... That, that's what I'm saying is, yes. is wrong about the left's approach to these things. That doesn't matter because it's not well, our, our... Our America is a racist country narrative. And, and you know what? It's all horrifying. What happened at the church in California, what happened in Wisconsin, what happened here in Buffalo, what happened on the subway, it's all horrifying. Why can't we just all say right. people, some people are evil and we grieve with everybody? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Instead of trying to politicize it. Right. Yes. Um, but we'll see what happens. You're listening to today's issue. Next story. All right. Tomorrow's primary day. Uh and uh, everybody seems to be uh watching what's gonna happen in Pennsylvania. You've got uh, three candidates there uh, that are leading. I think there's multiple. There's multiple. More than three. Three, three that have a shot at winning. That have the spotlight on them. On the Republican side. Yes. And of course, once again, 
A lot of people are wondering about the power of Donald Trump. Excuse me, just one Trump. minute. Just so people will understand, maybe who are outside Pennsylvania who don't know what's going on there. Uh, Pat Toomey, the longtime Republican senator, yes, is retiring. Correct. So it's an open seat. Yes. The election will be in November mm -hmm. uh, between a Democrat and a Republican to replace him. Mm -hmm. So uh, now you have a, a Republican primary going on tomorrow. The Democrat fella, um, I forgot his name, but he he's uh, almost certain to win. This, yes. This leading candidate. By the way, he had a stroke over the weekend. Did you see yep. this? But he's recovering fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there are three. Republicans that have a chance to win tomorrow in the primary who would take on the uh, Democrat in November. That's I just wanted to set that up a little bit. Go ahead, Fred. And it's got a lot of attention because the candidate endorsed by former President Trump is none other than Dr. Oz of the Dr. Oz program. So this one has had a lot of coverage. He has, Dr. Oz is currently leading in the polls, but what's made this race even more interesting uh, a young lady by the name of Kathy Barnett has come up through the polls and as of Friday was in second place ahead of the uh, other candidate, third candidate, CEO David McCormick. So a lot of people are watching they're, this. They're all polling in the mid-20s from what I saw. Correct. And now, do you know, Fred, we talked about this this morning, is this a, a situation where it's winner-take-all, or will the top two be in a runoff? I'm not sure. I believe it's a winner-take-all. Uh, so Would you look that up, Brent? I know yeah. our folks in Pennsylvania are just shouting at the radio right now. But they they know the answer to that. But uh, I'm, just, I'm just curious about that. Uh, sure. Uh, Newt, uh, yeah, Newt Gingrich was on Fox & Friends this morning talking about this. Uh, it and explains why this race is being watched so closely. Cut number four. It's been a long time since we've seen a primary where all three of the top people have been so badly battered. Mm -hmm. And I think there are still 35 or 40 percent undecided in Pennsylvania who are going to have to go in tomorrow. It's a little bit like that race in New Jersey last year where you had a Republican trucker win for $2,300 because people walked in the booth and said, not the state Senate president. They didn't know who the new guy was. They just knew they didn't want the old guy. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you say former President Trump has endorsed Dr. Oz. Correct. Uh, Ted Cruz has endorsed the senator from Texas, endorsed the McCormick. McCormick. Who's a businessman. Former, right. Um, and then... Uh, uh, I, I the uh, Kathy Barnett. Yeah, um, Kathy Barnett. She's kind of risen up in the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Her numbers have um, dramatically. She, she's yeah, yes, conservative uh, African American lady. Yeah, uh, who's in the Republican Party, which is uh, not you know is unusual. Uh -huh. But uh, we'll see what happens there um, with uh, those three. And again, do. You, Brent, Brent's looking up uh, to see if it's winner take all tomorrow, if there'll be a runoff between the top two if nobody gets 50%, which is sometimes what happens in yeah. primaries. You know, it's it's interesting. Sean Hannity took on Kathy Barnett in his show last Thursday and Friday night because he's, he's, he's endorsed Oz as well, Sean Hannity and Fox. So, so he's been dissing Kathy Barnett because she's rising in the polls. But I thought she was a conservative, too. Why would he diss her? 
because well, he thinks Oz has a better chance of winning. Of winning. I have heard President Trump say, well, she, Barnett, can't win in the general election. Yes. You know I think what? She's, I think she's on video saying some things about systemic but, but, racism and okay. and uh, said something about um, uh, Dr. Oz being Muslim. And so that has been used gotcha. against her. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. We'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues. Stay with us. A battle is raging in America for the plight of the unborn. Now is the time to pray and to get involved. Do not miss the new award-winning movie, The Matter of Life. The Matter of Life has been hailed as the best film ever produced concerning the unborn and can be seen for two nights only in a theater near you. Visit FathomEvents.com now to reserve your tickets for May 16th or May 17th. That's FathomEvents.com, F-A-T-H-O-M, Events.com. It's a matter of life. We live in a day when America's families are under attack like never before. Buddy Smith, Senior Vice President of the American Family Association. The war against biblical principles rages on numerous fronts. The internet, Hollywood, Washington, D.C., America's corporate boardrooms, and the list goes on. At American Family Association, we're committed to standing against the enemies of God, the enemies of your family, And we recognize it's an impossible task without God's favor and your partnership. Thank you for being faithful to pray for this ministry, to give financially and to respond to our calls for activism. What you do on the home front is crucial to what we do on the battlefront. We praise God for your faithfulness. And may he give us many victories in the battles ahead as we work together to restore our nation's biblical foundations. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. God bless Senator Rand Paul, the Republican from Kentucky. He's the only lawmaker from either party to object to a massive aid package for Ukraine. Congress tried to shove through the $40 billion spending bill without giving anyone any time to read the legislation. Nobody knows what's in it. Nobody knows how much of the money is actually going to Ukraine. Senator Paul slammed on the brakes, hopefully giving congressional staff a chance to read the bill. I'm a bit curious, though. Why are we sending any of our tax money to the Ukrainians? We've got plenty of problems right here in America. Many parents can't even feed their newborn babies. Look, I don't object to helping the Ukrainians, but I've got a big problem with making our own citizens go without. America first, then we help our neighbors. By the way, read my latest book, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. You can get a copy right now at ToddSterns.com. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Matthew 19, 14. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. 
Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues here on the American Family Radio Network. Uh, if you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. If you are from Pennsylvania and you know the answer to this question, please post it on our Facebook page because we don't know. We need an answer. I can't find it on an article. Here's the question. There's a uh, Senate primary tomorrow in Pennsylvania. And I want to know on the Republican side, is it winner take all or is it a runoff on the top two vote getters after tomorrow? That's that's basically yeah. the question uh, that I want to know the answer to. So go to our Today's Issues Facebook page and post that. <clears throat> I know somebody listening to us right now in Pennsylvania knows the answer to that question. All right. Well, there is a uh, movie out. Uh, that uh, you need to be aware of, that you want to go see. It's called uh, The Matter of Life. The Matter of Life in theaters May 16th and 17th. That's today and tomorrow. And uh, joining us is uh, the producer. Yes, uh, Tracy Robinson is uh, joining us. Tracy, good morning, and uh, where are you today? Uh, Good morning. I'm in California. I'm in San Diego, California. Oh, so you're just suffering out there in San Diego, California. <laughs> Beautiful weather. Probably 75 it's degrees brutal. of sunshine today, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Tracy, terrible. tell us tell us a little bit about this film. Uh, this is a Fathom event, right? So that means yeah. uh, th- this is going to be showing in theaters for just those two days, uh, 16th and 17th. Well, today and tomorrow. Right. So tell us, tell yeah. us a little bit uh, about this film, what your vision is for it so our listeners sure. can maybe get out to, to see it. Well, this is a feature-length film that clarifies the abortion issue, and it unravels the complexities, it cuts through the rhetoric and the, the nuance, and it invites people to look at this issue from the perspective of truth without um, beating anybody over the head or preaching to the choir. It's a really great uh, tool to communicate this really powerful message to people um, so we, we communicate the, the pro-life message through the science of embryology, uh, the history of how we got to this point in our society, uh, and then uh, powerful personal stories of people overcoming very difficult, challenging circumstances. Um, and then we highlight a lot of pro-life work and show people ways that um, they can get involved to make a difference. Uh, so um, it's really been changing a lot of hearts and minds and re-inspiring people as we pre-screened it. And it's just, it's just the Lord that it happens to be released on a major court decision day. So, well, Tracy, um, it, I, I yeah. was I was looking uh, looked it up, and uh, uh, Tupelo is Tupelo, Mississippi, is where our flagship station is for our 180 um, uh, radio stations in our network, and uh, it is playing locally. The matter of life, you know, uh, this uh, I I just learned this uh, last week that we get our, this is just amazing how God creates us. We get our fingerprints in the womb as, as an unborn child is moving his or her hands and touching uh, parts of 
I, I guess, just in the womb. Uh, and that's where the fingerprints come from. I, I'm just blown away by the fact that we really are wonderfully, fearfully, and wonderfully made. What what drove you to make a film? Making a film is not an easy thing. And it's yeah. uh, time-consuming. It can be expensive. It can be – there's a lot of – a lot of uh, work that goes into it. What drove you to make the matter of life? Well, my journey began in 2016. Uh, my background is in film and video production and uh, primarily a documentary video editor. That's been my niche and my specialty. Um, but in 2016, I had been commissioned on and off to do a to do uh, promotional videos for a pro-life pregnancy resource center in California. And I had never heard of a pregnancy center before that, um, but I was really inspired by what the center was doing to help women in crisis pregnancies. Um, they were ministering to women and just helping them choose life um, if they wanted to. And um, But I was very much in the mushy middle when it came to the abortion issue. Even as an evangelical Christian, uh, I was essentially pro-choice, I would say, well, I'm personally pro-life, but who am I to enforce my beliefs onto others? Um, and it wasn't until my friends at the Pregnancy Center invited me to an apologetics conference, and the topic was going to be the case against abortion. And I thought, well, I'll go and check it out and see what my pro-life friends are talking about. And in less than two hours, the speaker, Alan Schleeman of Stand to Reason, he gave a clear, concise argument for the full humanity of the unborn child from the moment of conception. And like you were saying about the fingerprints, you know, I learned that just our DNA, our unique traits about us that, that um, you know, our even adult traits about us, our hair color, our eye, our height, shoe size, everything starts in the moment of conception. Uh, we are just branded with unique DNA and everything that we eventually become starts in that moment. And so he invited us to look at fetal imagery and, and the aftermath of abortion imagery. And the truth and the reality struck me so hard in that moment. Um, and it was at that point I was downloaded, I like to say, with this vision that this needed to be a documentary film. Um, and I had no idea about Roe v. Wade or Planned Parent, the truth behind Planned Parenthood. Uh, so I went on that journey of, of research and just discovered for myself this multifaceted pro-life movement and all the stories uh, therein. So uh, I, this film is a, is a discovery, is my discovery process. Uh, I'm not in it, but um, people are taking on that compelling journey like I was. So how, how do people, if they're now, so they're listening, they're interested, they're pro-life, or maybe they're searching for answers they want to see the film, which again, the title is The Matter of Life. So how do people find out if it is playing at a theater near them? Mm -hmm. Well, like you said, it's uh, Fathom Events. So they can go to fathomevents.com or uh, easier URL, easier link to go to is uh, matteroflife.org. Not .com, but matteroflife.org, and they can click on the ticket link there. All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, being on with us again. Get that website, and they can watch the trailer and buy the ticket. Yeah, yeah, they can watch every. They can learn a lot more there. Um, find the theater in their area and buy their tickets. Tracy Robinson joining us. Uh, thank you, Tracy. We wish you the best, and we hope the film does great. Thank you so much. Okay, bye bye. That's matteroflife.org. 
the no just matteroflife.org the film title is the matter of life the website is matteroflife.org what do you mean when you say fathom event a fathom event uh, fathom is a, a, a i'm not an expert on this but they're a company that helps get films out that are from major studios so like when we had uh, in his image and we were going to release it we almost did that in theaters with a Fathom event in the fall of 2020. It means like a t- one or two night usually. Yes, and and th- th- it's it's a way that doesn't cost a lot of money. Well, the reason we didn't was because of COVID, right. but that was that was the the path we were going to take. So it was right right in the beginning stages, if I remember, of the pandemic. And yes, no, theaters weren't even open. So what what theaters do is on like this film is showing tonight and tomorrow night. Because Monday and Tuesday nights aren't real big in terms of people going to the movies to right. see a major studio film. So they'll say, okay, we'll give you one screen here, and here's the way we'll split the profits or whatever. So. All right. As our guest pointed out, what a time, even though it's just for two nights, what a time for this to come out. Yes. In the midst of this whole story about the leak. Uh, I thought it was fascinating. This we were talking with uh, Tracy Robinson, who's the producer of the film, this pro-life film, The Matter of Life. I I was surprised, or maybe I shouldn't be, uh, Fred, that she was an evangelical Christian, but did yeah. not have strong convictions in terms of the legality of abortion. She had her own personal convictions, uh-huh. but this is the importance of informing people. She went to a an event yes. that was a defense of the pro-life uh, argument and was convinced yeah. in two hours. Stand yes. to reason, I think, was what she said. Exactly, and I've heard stories even uh, in the last couple of days of a young student who comes from a Christian family, goes off to university uh, this year, first-year university, and runs into arguments from fe- fellow Christians there. They go to church together, that sort of thing, and and they're talking about this leak. Yeah. The, and she finds out from these other young ladies who are friends of hers, oh, uh, well, you know, I'm pro-life, but, you know, if a woman wants to have an abortion, that's her decision. Yeah. And it's just mind-boggling. Yep. We're talking about a human being. Well, listen— the, the, the way to try to clarify and crystallize this for these Christian young people is who would say, personally, I'm against slavery, but if somebody wants to own another human being, who am I to force them to do otherwise? Yeah. Because that is essentially what you're saying, that the mother has the right to kill the baby, and it's none of my business. It's, it's startling. I know, and it's the kind of thing that George Barn and others address. But I'll tell you what, uh, the Democrats and the pro-abortionists are continuing their campaign. They're demonstrating outside of justices' homes. They had a big demonstration in Washington during the weekend. Uh, Lila Rose, who's president of Live Action, a major pro-life group in the country, was on Fox & Friends talking about this outrage from the left right now that perhaps Roe v. Wade will be overturned. And we have to remind people once again, if that is the decision that comes down from the Supreme Court, it doesn't end abortion in this country. It just gives the right for states 
to decide what restrictions, if any, are put in place. But here's what Lila Rose had to say this morning. Cut to. There's a lot of abortion regret in our country, a lot of trauma. And I think that is motivating some of this rage that we're seeing because there are a lot of hurting people. And so we need to also be encouraging women and families to get the abortion healing that they need because there's many traumatized women and men walking in this country from from abortions. So that's an interesting perspective on all of this. Uh, But uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, he was speaking at an event in Dallas over the weekend. And this is the other part of this. He says this leak, this leak is just, uh, it, it represents a change in this country, I guess another manifestation of a change in this country of how political everything is becoming. Other people are wondering why now is it taking so long to figure out where this leak came from? A lot of people think the DOJ, Department of Justice, are really trying It shouldn't. It should take about 48 hours. Thir- for, 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 for the, if the, if the FBI is called in and you're down and you're, you, you got 36. Okay. Each justice, there's nine has four clerks. Correct. It almost certainly had to come from one of those people. Uh, that's the, the janitor does not have access to the Supreme court decision, uh, at the, uh, at the court. So, um, don't, don't you guys don't you guys ever watch movies? So yeah, somebody, which movie are you talking well, about? Well, just here? what I'm just saying is a clerk gets a digital copy on a thumb drive and goes to the local coffee shop, coffee shop, not from their own computer. Yeah, they go to a local coffee shop, they plug it in, and they send it to who was it? Who, who was it that that they sent it to? Politico, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and so blah, 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 I'm going to send you this. You won't believe this. I'm leaking the. How are you going to prove that? That's, well. That's what well, I'm saying. That's first of all, Ed. You've been reading too many John <laughs> John Grisham novels. Uh, no, but that does sound just like a John Grisham yeah. legal thriller. You know, right they put there. the little ball cap on and the, the sweatshirt. And uh, listen, <laughs> to me, to me, it should take more, no more than forty eight hours, uh, maybe a week at the most, for the FBI to talk to these clerks and put them under. Uh, well, now that yes, put them under oath or whatever you have to do. Put them under. Uh, Don't question. lie to the FBI. Yeah, and maybe that's going on now. But we're talking about what are we talking about three weeks now. Uh, this is a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I thought they'd come out with a name within forty-eight hours. Plus, the uh, person who did this, if they're like we all suspect here, they are a, uh, a liberal clerk. That would their motivation would be there far beyond any conservative clerk, right? So uh, right. If they did this, they're they're going to be a celebrity, all right. So uh, I would be I, w- I was kind of surprised they didn't come out and do their own press conference and say I did this to, you know, alert uh, America as to what's about to happen so we can stop this from happening. Um, but they, you know, that hasn't happened yet either. But also, not only the FBI coming in to question all these people, but also just uh, listen. People are human. There's a shock, right? <laughs> and and they're going to talk. And everybody's, you know what I'm saying? Especially you got a little small click clerk uh, like that. Somebody's going to talk and say, I did this. And and they're going to tell somebody else. And then they're going to tell somebody. You know what I'm saying? That's, mm-hmm. that's the way of the world. It's been mm-hmm. That's been around since the beginning of time. What I've just des- uh, described is how word gets out, how people find out things. So I'm just surprised it hasn't been um, 
discovered yet who the uh, individual was who leaked it. But back to your original point, Fred, Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court justice, mm-hmm. he, he said this is earth-shattering, right? It says. In terms of what it means for the future for the Supreme Court, the fact that it's something like this could be leaked to the public. Yes. Never happened before. And, you know, people, other people have said the Supreme Court is a very closed community. They trust each other, these justices. Uh, and But for someone to leak out. That's why I'm surprised they haven't been outed yet. Well, and and that goes to the concern of some that the district, uh, the Department of Justice is not trying too hard. Uh, they're glad this got out. The Department of Justice is over the FBI, is what yes. you're saying. And that's yes. that would be, it, it's deep state yes. protection. That's yes. what the uh, people on the conservative side would say, which is... May May second was when it was leaked, so it's two. It is two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Ago. By yeah. the way, the answer to the earlier question is uh, in Pennsylvania tomorrow. It's winner take all. Okay. Oh, it is. Yeah. So no so matter what no, your percentage, there's no runoff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boy, so, can you uh, can, that, with those those top three that we talked about, all around what twenty? They're polling yeah. tw- about twenty. Uh, or low mid tw- mid twenties. Yeah. So that means the independents which are over 20% in the polling, well, they're going to decide this. Uh, well, it, uh, according to what Rob Chambers sent me with the uh, AFA action, mm-hmm. only registered party members can participate in political parties' primary elections. Close, or I, I guess when I said independents, those who have made, haven't made up their minds. Right. There's uh, a the lot, undecided. The undecided, yes. Right. Yeah. So this, yeah. Is, this is fascinating. It really is. Yeah, why is President Trump behind uh, I, I, behind Doctor Oz? And by I think the way, I, I think I they're friends. That's not a good reason. No, I agree. They're friends, and and he argues winnability. Yes, yeah, now, he, that that is a factor. I agree with that. Trump Trump is uh, pre, former President Trump is going to be more pragmatic yeah. on those kinds of issues. He's gonna he's gonna say Oz can beat was a Federer 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 Federman. Yes. Fetterman, Fetterman, the Democrat. Yeah, yes. he can he can beat him, but uh, Kathy Barnett, who's late to the kind of the well, that you know what popularity of this race. The problem I have with that view is that what if they had told Donald Trump, "There's no point in you running either in 2016. You can't win." Mm-hmm. Right? Huh? That doesn't sound like the Donald Trump I know to discredit somebody as not being able to win. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, now that, but I, I agree. You have to be. You have to. You have to factor that in at some level. Uh, you can't. I've seen that happen a lot of times. Watching people vote for people who have zero chance to win, and I'm going, you know. What what's the point here? Well, and the, isn't the point to win elections? Yeah, I, I, yes, it it is. Uh, and one of the things that you have to that I think you have to take into consideration. And I, I don't know much about Kathy Barnett. She seems like a firebrand, but you want someone who's been properly vetted. We Republicans in the past have run into situations. What was the name of the the woman who was running for Senate? I think remember and. She then she admitted that she'd done some witchcraft in the past. You remember who I'm talking about? This goes back 10, 
12 years ago. I can't, I, I just can't recall, but you want someone who's been through the political process enough that, you know, all the skeletons who you're in the getting. closet, yeah. who you're getting, because you don't want a surprise. Right. That's true. Just before the, uh, I'm going to look that up. You guys know what I'm talking about? The, yeah. The, uh, um, she was using voodoo dolls. <laughs> no, uh, she, uh, who that was an episode of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> I think if I remember correctly. She was, uh, uh, candidate who practiced Christine O'Donnell. I, I just yeah. Where was up. she running? What's she the- uh, she was a Tea Party candidate, and she was running in 2010. Okay, and for, she was where? running for the United States Senate seat from Delaware, vacated by Joe Biden. And she started to kind. Of, she was a Tea Party candidate, conservative, right. and she was doing pretty well. And then on in some interview, she said. Yeah, I, I I practiced witchcraft for a period of time when I was growing up. She's kind of given her testimony, her Christian testimony. And, of course, that did not play well. Okay. That's the kind of thing where if you've been vetted and you have proper consultants, they say, no, the don't Democrats talk about that. The Democrats have witches on their side. <laughs> huh? Am I right? Well, you know. If, if I'm not going to name any names. I have some <laughs> thoughts in mind. <laughs> but I shall not name names lest I be – Sued. Yes. Huh? Do huh? they like ice cream? They're, I'm not. <laughs> you're not baiting me, Fred. You, you, See, you, you you've can, been tested. You, yeah, you can. You've uh, been through you, the ringer before. You, you know not take, to answer that question. A, you can take a call from so-and-so's lawyer, okay? Did you just call my client a witch? Can you prove that? And your little dog, too. <laughs> okay. Fred, here are the two people I'm thinking of. Look at me. <laughs> I'm not going to say it on camera. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Yeah. I, and how about this one? <laughs> so am I two for two on witches? I, di- I didn't get the first one. What was the first? I, I can't I can't read. Okay, I'm, I'm very, not very, you're, very you're bad trying at, to get me. Just just whisper it. <laughs> you're real good at doing it. Oh. That's absolutely. The broomstick. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Okay. And I think the two of them sometimes may commute together. Okay. Same broomstick. <laughs> just, you know, just to just, save. Just, oh, mileage. Because the planet's burning up and we need to all carpool. Carbon, Even carbon if it's footprint. on our broomsticks. That's huh? right. You asked them what they did this weekend. We were out brooming. <laughs> All right, uh, folks. Uh, one more story. Everybody, okay. all, all our okay. listeners know yeah. exactly who we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't even have to say it. We didn't. Uh, that's right. And we're not going to get right. sued because we did not uh, we say did it. We did not publicly. say it. Uh, all right, Fred. Next story. All right. When you guys hear the phrase sexual harassment, what does that, in your mind, usually entail? First of all, I've always known the word as har- uh, harassment. Yes. I guess it depends on what part of the country or countries you're from, but I Correct. understand what you're saying. Yeah. When you hear that phrase, you're asking me what I think yeah. of? what do you think of? I think of uh, making uh, inappropriate comments uh, to women on the job. Uh, okay. Hey, good looking. Uh, yeah, yeah, sexual. I don't know if that's harassment, but yeah. uh, that, but it could, I guess it could well, be physically touching people. Yeah. Uh, okay. That 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 uh, you know something serious. Their will. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Something serious. Why are we bringing this up? Because a school district in Wisconsin, it's Keele, Wisconsin, very small community. They have accused three eighth 
graders. I think we determined, what, 13 years old maybe? Yeah, usually you add five years to the grade. They've accused three eighth graders of sexual harassment because they refused to use the pronoun they. There was another kid in that school who wanted everyone to address that person as they, not him or her, not he or she. Gender fluid. Uh, yeah, but that, but, but that's that's what they'll. They got multiple personalities or something. No. Well, I'm I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying that that's what they say. I don't want to be him or her. You refer to me as they. Newspapers will do it. Yeah. Anyway, the school, it's incorrect English. It absolutely is. It doesn't Grammar. make any sense. Okay. okay. So what? You, where's this taking place? Keele, Wisconsin, small community, thirty six hundred yeah. people. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. If that were my kid, uh, the, the I'd go up. The principal would be coming to my office. Yeah, right. Uh, because that's that's absolutely insane and ridiculous, and yeah. he needs to be fired. He or she needs to be, or they. <laughs> See what he did there? Yeah. See what he did there? Oh, yeah. Uh, they need to be fired if, in fact, that story, just as it reads, where you call a parent and tell them your, your elementary school kid, right, or was it middle school? Middle school. Middle school. Your, your middle school uh, per, uh, child did not use the appropriate pronoun with one of the other children in school, and therefore he's suspended or he's in trouble or he's in... Uh... And calling it sexual harassment. Oh, yeah. it, it, this, this is a lawsuit. These, yeah. these woke morons, yes. okay, th- th- this is going re- to result in a lawsuit. Maybe the, maybe someone being fired, because I wouldn't stand for that kind of... That can stick hey. with a kid for their entire life. Hey, there's already precedent for winning here. That, uh, that uh, foot. The sports coach, I forgot what sport, the sports coach in Virginia, remember this? Mm-hmm. Happened about a year ago, and he said, I'm not calling a dude, I'm not calling a male a female because right. they want me to. Mm-hmm. Fire me. Yep. And they did. Yep. The school district fired him. Well, he took him to court, and he won his case, and he, his job was reinstated. With back pay. And uh, he did, with back pay, and he didn't have to yield to that kind of lunacy. Yeah. Where you have to call. This a, is going to cost the school big yeah, money. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, but the other thing, this is small town America. I know. It's a town of 3,600 people. I'm really people. surprised that happened in, in Wisconsin, a small town in Wisconsin right there. Yeah. All oh. right, we're going we're gonna to take a break right here. Thank you, Fred. All righty. Uh, Steve Jordahl waits in the wings here. We'll yeah. talk to Steve after this timeout for news. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.